Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus news, including a Black Panther Disney Plus series. We'll be talking about Cinderella coming to Disney Plus, plus some other acquisitions that they've picked up at Sundance, and then we're going to be going into full-blown spoiler mode at the end about the latest episode of WandaVision. So let's kick things off first off with the biggest news of the week was Riot and the Last Dragon. They have confirmed um, that they'll be coming to Disney Plus Premier Access on March the 5th. They've confirmed it'll be $29.99. And they've also confirmed that it will be available to all Disney Plus subscribers for free from June the 4th. They had previously kind of put it into the um, HTML code but now it's been officially announced and they kind of reshuffled the date a little bit. But yeah, so we've got that there. You can now pre-order it if you're in the United States, but you can't pre-order it in other regions because that's not, um, they they, they can't do pre-orders apparently outside of the US. They didn't do it for Milan. Um, I don't think it's a major issue. but yeah, so it's nice to know now we've got the official date for when it, every, if you want to wait, you've got three months you can wait. Or you can head to the cinema if you've, and it's really funny with this whole thing of, with Raya, of the reaction to it. It's a little bit less mute, it's not quite as bad as it was with Mulan. They kind of broke, Mulan like broke the back of this problem. And the only thing everyone then goes is, Black Widow, can I have Black Widow? Can I have Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> or, or even more importantly, the it's usually on the lines of, I'm not paying 30 quid for it, but if it was Black Widow, I would. It's like, okay. <laughs> but are you going to be, what do you think of picking up Raya and the Last Dragon? I, well, one, I think that the entire idea of pre-ordering a digital content is a little bit silly. Um, but that aside, I am far more interested in Raya than I, than I was with Mulan. Mm. Um, I haven't decided yet. $30 is still a lot of money, uh, especially for a new IP, for, mm. for something uh, that, that we don't really know much about. That said, the trailer that we got uh, last week, I guess, about mm-hmm. 10 days ago, was really good. So I'm kind of psyched for it. And actually that uh, new IP thing kind of comes back on the other and I'm like, I want to support the new IP. I, I, don't want, uh, I don't want another live action Lion King. I don't want another live action Aladdin, but something new. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll decide closer. Uh, right now I'm kind of leaning towards it, uh, towards actually getting it this time. Yeah, so it's priced at um, $19.99 over here. Um, right. So it's a little bit along the lines of, um, I think if that was like a DreamWorks or something like that, I probably it would be like you know I wouldn't even think of it. Um, I st- it's that kind of thing of we I I will get it because obviously you've got to watch it for this and all the rest of it. Um, but I don't I it's a kind of weird thing. I think for families it's it's probably a no brainer. I still think it's a little bit high. It's still that part of me that goes because uh, it's like Wonder Woman was like fifteen ninety nine for us over here the newest one and. I can't help but feel like that's a little, I mean, that still feels a little bit, I, it still feels quite premium at that price. At $20 or £20, it's a lot for $30. I think they should just itch down, but it appeals to families, I think, a lot, because if you've got a, a load of kids or this full review, suddenly then it works out at $6, you know, $6, $7 a pop to watch, which is the same price as cinema. And then if they watch it multiple times, they really are saving. So... I think for families, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it always comes down to individuals are like, no. But then I always find it funny that they then turn around and go, they would do it for Black Widow. And it's a little bit like, that's because you aren't the target audience. And I think that's the, that's the key thing that keeps coming back to with this is going, their audience is to families. 
That's what they're going for. If you're willing to pay it for Black Widow, but not for Raya, that says more about the appeal of the movie for you. You're, it's like, I find that kind of weird. If you were saying, like, I'm not going to pay it for Black Widow either, it's too expensive, then you've got a problem with the, the price and all the rest of it. But if you're willing to change your, your mind, depending on the movie, that kind of states that you, it's just the movie doesn't appeal to you at that price. I think there's a bit of that, certainly. Obviously, like I wouldn't spend $30 on a horror movie or something like no. that. It, it, I, I would not get my $30 worth out of it. Some people would, uh, and that's their decision to make. Um, but there's also kind of the impression of uh, the quality of the movie that you're getting. And I, I don't mean in terms of like, is it good or is it bad, but like the production quality. Mulan, obviously, we know it had a, a very lavish production quality, um, and I think that had a lot to do with them trying to justify the price on that. Uh, what we've seen of Raya looks really good, mm. but you you could be forgiven for going, well, it's an animated movie, so you know it's not going to be quite as lavish. It's not going to be quite as, uh, you know, action-esque. I don't know. I, you know, the kind of thing you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. the only problem I've got with it is having them just drop soul. It's very hard for, you know, for a lot of people, and I can completely understand this, to just kind of go, well, why did we get that for free, but we don't get this one for free? Because it's, in some ways, it's apples for apples. They are identical. And I can't help but think, like, Raya is, this whole thing, I think, of it, I don't think they could do, I don't think they want to do Disney Plus and cinema. I think that was the thing. It was the premier access in cinema. It's almost like, we can get away with this. And I'm, if it still does well, I think we'll be seeing this for most new releases. It depends on how well Raya does. The big, t- the big test is whether or not they do it for Black, um, Pam, or Black for Black Widow. Um, yeah, it's it is it is a strange one. They, um, it's how much it does. You know, if they can pull in, I know, two three hundred million, they might be like, well, that, okay, well that the Premier Access covers it, and we've still supporting the cinemas because that's the other thing. They've got to be seen to be supporting the the cinemas and. I know there's this whole idea of moving everything over to Disney Plus. It's like it's it's not via it's not businessly viable, and also, you know, whenever HBO Max gets brought in, it's like if yeah, HBO Max is twice the price of Disney Plus, it's a it is a big difference, you know. And I think that that's the key. Uh, you know, if, if Disney Plus was fifteen dollars a month, you, you might be able to justify it more. Yeah, pricing certainly matters quite a bit, uh, but there's also you know the intent behind the creation when you get something like wandavision or the mandalorian you know disney from the beginning was this is going to be for disney plus so they were able to aim it that way uh they were able to give it a budget that made sense with what they expected to get back from disney plus subscriptions when you have mulan raya um even soul mm. uh, there wasn't that expectation when they made those they were expecting box office numbers which are mm. even now well even in the, the near future, I should probably say, uh, expect it to be much larger than any given intake that they would get from Disney+. Plus. Of course, also keeping in mind that box office numbers are a spike. You know, you're going to get that, that huge amount of cash in a small amount of time, and then it'll drift off into slow residuals over time, whereas Disney+, Plus is going to be a consistent source of income over time. Um, you know, if not for the pandemic, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. No. You know, no. Black Widow would have been in theaters, Raya would have been in theaters, Soul would have been in theaters, all of it. This is the, just them trying to adapt. And all of these movies are already a year late at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Raya should have been out in November, but it's. I think it's also that thing with these of, you know, the release window system is about 
claiming money from each you know you get the tickets from the cinema then you get the home video sales and then you get the home video rentals and then you get then you get the disney plus and then you get the second window you know all these different ways of pulling in money as they go um you know people saying like netflix pulling like one movie a week and all the rest of it. it's like but are there not 200 million pound movies every week you know they aren't that level um disney aren't spending the uh, the amount of money marketing Flora and Ulysses as they are Raya and the Last Dragon. You know, the right Flora and Ulysses coming up in two weeks did not ha- had a budget set for streaming. And that's the difference. And therefore, you know, they, they hadn't expected that to go to some, something like the Jungle Cruise is just a massive expensive movie. And that they never would have made that for Disney Plus. They might, they might change their mind in the future when the numbers come up, but they might be also looking at it going, these movies, the amount of subscribers they would need to pull in, I don't think it's possible. It's about keeping us happy and all the rest of it. But there's there is a, there's a line and there's a business side and Disney to set out how they're going to do it. I do like the idea that we're going to be getting three months between. Like I think that's right. I think we're going to start seeing that a lot more. But I'm one of these people that I won't buy on the Sky Store a movie because you know it's like 6 49 or whatever it is because on can get on Amazon or PlayStation Store for three forty nine. I'm like, do I go for the HD, which is a pound more, or do you know, you can make it four forty nine? And again, I'm not, you know, I will change my store depending on what the prices are, because you know, the, the, there is that difference of rent. You know, I look at moving. Oh, is it three pound fifty? Is it worth it? And, you know, and it's then you look at twenty pound and you go, it has to be really worth it. I think for kids, you know, if, if they're going to be watching for the next three months, great. And I think right now, I mean, we're still probably maybe we're still going to be in the lockdown at that point kids are still going to be off i think if you're home it, it makes sense you know there's there is a lot of advantages right now and with starved content <laughs> definitely starved for content i did want to point out uh a lot of the the movies that netflix gets you know when you hear about the movie every week or every couple of weeks a lot of them are movies that have been stuck in development for a very long period of time uh companies pushing them back and forth and not getting done some examples like that ben affleck movie that came out uh, i think two years ago mm. uh you know it's a a money stealing heist movie yeah. i think uh poe dameron was in it and all that uh it had been languishing for years and and netflix was able to scoop it up for cheap and and produce it for cheap and and throw it on there to a certain extent disney did that last year too um with more with shows than with movies mm. but just like Hey, this this show is done. It's ready to go. Um, we want it off our shelves. Here you go. Yes, yeah, so, and, um, and yeah, yeah. So I'm going to bring up two things right now. So from the Sundance Festival, which took place recently, um, Disney acquired two movies. They acquired um, "Playing with Sharks," which is a going to be released on the National Geographic, um, all about sharks and um, a woman that kind of that was they were helped make Jaws and film stuff for Jaws and then realized the damage they've done and has pretty much dedicated their entire lives to trying to fix that problem. Now, that there has been picked up by National Geographic and will then either come to Disney Plus either as exclusive or it will go to cinemas first. I think they still like the idea of releasing things, that idea you release them to give it a little bit more grandeur and when it arrives, but you know, they've acquired that one. Also, Searchlight Pictures picked up um, a movie, and I'm gonna because it's 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 such a weird movie. Um, it's called a, a Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. Um, apparently, it's the most expensive documentary that's been picked up 
at the event, um, at least over 12 million, which is a previous record. Um, and that will be released um, on Star internationally on Hulu and also it'll be coming to cinemas first. So they are picking up acquiring stuff, but you've got to think of, you know, maybe 10, 15 million for these movies to come to Disney Plus or whatever first is a massive difference to $220 million for Milan. Yeah, and also it's important to keep in mind that when they're, they're buying these movies or these documentaries, they're paying the one upfront cost um, and maybe a little bit of marketing on top so that people know that they bought it and that you can watch it. But when you are working on a movie like Milan, there are, there are expenses that don't necessarily get recorded into that final number. Mm-hmm. And you also have to put forth the effort. It takes years to make these movies, whereas mm-hmm. you can also go down to Sundance and, and pick up a couple documentaries and all the work's already done for you. It's a lot less stressful. Yeah, I mean, literally a story broke overnight. I haven't looked fully into it, but... Um, there is a new team being put together by Disney um, Television for acquisitions. You know, they are now in the hunt. You know, they've realized now that they need content and they're on the hunt like Netflix and Amazon and all the rest of it. And you're going to start seeing this where they will, and they're going to be looking after, you know, not just the US, but international distribution as well. So we're going to see a lot more of it, but they are picked up with that in mind. But yeah, so interesting to see all this is kind of coming together. Um, it's interesting that it's again, it's like that that's uh, playing Summer of Soul movie. Apparently, there's a load of there was a big festival that took place um, around the same time as Wood, um, Woodstock, and all the all the footage was in the basement for 50 years, and then they found it and they kind of turned it into a into a documentary or a, and it's just like you know, things like that, you know. And it won loads of awards and stuff at Sundance. And I like I like that kind of stuff. I like you know the idea of them giving us something a little bit different, some different stories. And often, and I've said this, some of the best acquisitions for Disney Plus, like Clouds and Black Beauty, and weren't originally going to be coming to Disney Plus. You know, they were picked up, and you know that's they they were they were they made differently than the Disney ones. Yeah, and you can definitely tell. But it, it's it's nice to have those options. Um, the slightly slightly more mature content like clouds uh, alongside the stuff that you have for the kids. And like, I wouldn't have a problem showing clouds to a kid, but it's not necessarily the first thing you would think of in mind when like, Oh, we're going to watch a Disney movie tonight. No, I mean, I think it's again the audience and I think we're really going to see a big shift, um, a really big shift in those numbers with, with the addition of Star internationally, I think that's going to make a massive difference. Um, I know One Division's bringing a lot of a lot of teenagers and adults in. Um, it's, it's, it was um, so it's definitely that aspect to it. I'm really hoping that it does elevate the National Geographic's brand a lot too. Mm. Um, one thing Disney has not been great about has been making documentaries, and I'm not even talking just about the last year. Yeah. Like, I know Disney Nature has been a thing for a very long time, even if it wasn't under that banner. But honestly, they were outclassed by National Geographic's Discovery, mm. BBC, I think pretty much everybody who was in the game at that point. The thing is, is they they are in it. I mean, obviously they aren't. They you know they got National Geographic. They've even got a fifty percent stake in A and E, which they've licensed all of that stuff to Discovery Plus. Um, you know, again, you kind of think was well, why because they, they, they took the short the short money deal rather than paying Hirsch probably to put it on Hulu. But um, yeah, it's very interesting to see how this is working out. Um, but there is going to be um, 
a new documentary series coming to Disney Plus called Behind the Mask. And this will be dropping next week. And we've got the fresh trailer of it. Um, I've, they've really said, it's kind of one of those things, and I, it always worries me a little bit with the Marvel ones, where they don't seem to sometimes announce all the details. Like, how many episodes have we got? How long is it? You know, they you know they don't seem to be giving us a lot of information which always sends up flags like a week before it comes out. <laughs> well not even just the week before we just want to know what the format of the series is at all i mean they yeah. give us some details but not too many but what was the series that we watched right before wandavision or it was the series <laughs> it was two seven minute episodes um i forget what it's called now oh well, we had um the, the recaps basically oh the legends Legends, that's right. We had yeah. no idea what that was. We, we knew it was like a catch-up device. We knew it yeah. was, um, here's a reminder of where these characters are at uh, for when you start WandaVision. But we didn't know anything else about it. So we, we both had expectations like, ooh, this is going to be, you know, a, a recap kind of thing. It's going to be exciting. Uh, maybe we'll get some creator interviews or you know talk to the actors, get some behind the scenes stuff. And, and at the same time, we're also like, I have no, I have no expectations at all because I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. And it turned out it was just a really fancy fan trailer. Uh, yeah, I mean, the problem is, I mean, Marvel Six One Six they were promoting for months beforehand, dropping clips and dropping, and it seemed like they were like really into whatever they made for that, and it was a very well made documentary. But this behind the mask is it one one thing? I don't know. It's um, I. It always flags. It was the same thing, a little bit like with the the Pixar popcorn. When when they hold stuff back to the final week, it it always feels like is that, or this is like a, a filler. And is this just when a, they, yeah, or when they hold it back to the final day, like they did with that <laughs> magic camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, there's, there's, a movie, there's a movie coming out on Friday and it's Monday and we've still not seen a trailer for it. I'm never uh, gonna I'm never gonna not bring that one up. It wasn't that bad. I don't know. I mean it, it was it, it, it was utterly forgettable, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> um so yeah, so we have got that one next week. Um it does feel a little bit at the minute of like we're in this like weird bit where, you know, like February, we've only got one division in Flora and Ulysses. And there's not a lot. It's it. I mean, yesterday's drop was dreadful for us. I mean, we literally had an episode of One Division, which is it was fantastic, and then we had Europe from above. That was it. And in Australia, they got like Wild Lapland, like, and I think Canada got like two movies. It was like really like one or two. It's like that's a we're gonna have to drop a little bit, a little bit more than that to. I mean, obviously, for us, we're all getting all the star content, so I can maybe see what, but it was a little bit like, really? Is that all you're giving us? Is like one documentary, which is yeah, very I mean, like. I mean, we didn't get very much over here either. Obviously, we had yeah. WandaVision. Um, we had the uh, Yoshiki documentary, yeah. um, which I, I'm looking forward to watch. I have not had yeah. a chance to watch it yet. And then um, Upside Down Magic. Yeah. So, yeah. Which was it was yeah. originally on the Disney Channel, right? This is yeah. this is it getting onto Disney Plus yeah. and not really a new release. Really weird that they still did that. It's, um but how they like it came out in July. Why they didn't just, you know, dual release it. I don't know. I'm hoping they're gonna sort this out soon. Right. Um moving on from there, we also had it confirmed that um Cinderella, the uh nineteen ninety seven version, the Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston will be coming to Disney Plus in the US on Friday the 12th of February. Um, 
there was an announcement and then they kind of had to change it there apparently regionals there might be some regional differences i know in the uk it's now coming on march the 5th for some bizarre reason um but yeah so this this one um very well a lot of people love it really a lot of people excited i mean it's been one of the most popular stories on our facebook group i mean the amount of people commenting and sharing it you you know when you get it's like oh that's something you know you know when you're like okay that's the every you know when when something is important to people when you see the amount of people that are interested in it when you put <laughs> up about playing with sharks and two people like it <laughs> yeah no this is this is the low rent version of uh crowdsourcing our yeah. our topics for the week yeah. yeah it was like yeah we it's like but so Cinderella, i've never seen it i, I don't even know if it aired in the uk because um you know we were at a different point back in 1997 but um, I'm kind of want to watch it to see what everyone's going on about. That was the thing for me, but there's a lot of people excited about this one. I've never seen it either, but I am looking forward to checking it out for the first time. Uh, and not just because a lot of people are going on about it. Rogers and Hammerstein, they do, they, they did a lot of really good musicals mm-hmm. and Cinderella is already a classic story. So it seems like a good combination to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering at least there must be some like, it's, you know, it's not the Disney version. I think that's the important thing to note. Are they going to cut the heels off? I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be something in there. But um, I think as well as that, the fact of... Um, yeah, so it aired back um, during the wonderful world of Disney on ABC back in, in 1997. Um, and has new so- lots of... Yes, there's a lot of original songs. So look forward to seeing that one. Um, quick note as well, if you're down in Melbourne, Australia, um, Disney Plus is returning with the drive-in cinema experience for the launch of uh, Star. They'll be running it right through to the middle of March. There's going to be every night there'll be a different movie showing, pretty much every night. So you're going to get like Aliens, Die Hard, Titanic, Deadpool, Jojo Rabbit, The Rock, uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, Free Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Little Miss Sunshine, Predator, they'll all be that will be taking place in the evenings. About price around about fifty dollars for a car to go in. That's Australian, and yeah, I mean it's just nice seeing them do it. Obviously, as well the the numbers in Australia are much lower, so they can do a lot more stuff. Um, but also, it is an outdoor event. You are in your own car, and they have got a new app system in place to bring food to you when you order it. So it's a nice socially distanced experience i think at the minute especially over here i think we'd love to have something like that to kind of go and do um but it's nice they did this last year for disney plus but now they're doing it for the star launch and it's like it, it was it's just so funny just seeing like you know disney plus die i'm still getting my head around you know when i see all these like um logos and posters and trailers going out like the Cana- um, canadian star trailer it still feels like really Wait, disney plus slap with die hard and predator it just it's still it goes against everything we've had for a year. <laughs> Suddenly, it's just like it's, that's all gone now. Well, it'll be a wonderful Christmas when we get to watch Die Hard for uh, for our Christmas marathon. Yeah, and I yeah, it's it it is just kind of like one of those really. It's still taking a while, and there was it was so funny this week. I think someone on like the Facebook group was like, um, you know, like the right stuff isn't suitable, and then we go, um, well, it's not all for yeah, not everything's for kids. Oh well, what's what's next, Logan and Deadpool? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and you kind of kind of see that figure of like going, 
Yep, they are. <laughs> They're gonna be. I stop there. Predators, aliens, yeah, all sorts of fun yep. stuff. Yeah, we're getting we're getting some fun stuff. But yeah, so that one's coming. Um, also another quick note as well. Um, Disney Plus has got into some problems, um, in Iceland. <laughs> Because apparently the education, not even apparently, the education minister in Iceland, I'm not even going to attempt to try and pronounce her name, um, is she sent a letter to Bob Chapek um, asking for why none of their movies on Disney Plus are dubbed or got subtitles in Icelandic. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit like, really? They've not got, it's not even... I assumed, I would have just assumed that they, you know, if you're going to launch in a country, you're going to have content in their available language um apparently in iceland um english is very well spoken and they have a huge amount of people like subscri- like 80 percent of the country is subscribed to netflix and it's like and i remember when i went to iceland in january and there was only like three hours of daylight a day so there's a r- good reason for it but yeah they're kind of really pushing on the idea of you know culturally they need it you know kids aren't speaking um you know, Icelandic as much, they're not reading it as much, and so taking away the, and this is what all these countries are worried about, and this is why they're bringing all these quotas in to make sure this doesn't happen. Um, if, for example, if this was, if you were to put a Disney movie on TV, they'd have to put subtitles on. And apparently, um, an actor chimed in and said, you know, they've done dubbing and ice, and also they've done the subtitles for it, they've just not made them available within the app. Disney kind of said, well, we do make stuff available, and it's like, but they don't do this, in, I mean, even like in Brazil, They've put the Portuguese versions on, but the Portuguese version from Portugal is different to the Portuguese, the Brazilian Portuguese. There's a lot of regional variants. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, and it's just like, they've really got to, if you're going to launch it in a country, you should, you know, it just feels like, you know, well, we can't put, you know, they can't put any subtitled stuff on the Disney Plus. You know, I mean, we had that Japanese one, or we don't put the, and it's like, yeah, but you do it for everybody else. It seems a little bit, you know, Sort of, yeah, it, it, hey, if if we have to sit through the credits after every single episode of everything with yeah. all of the international, um, then let's at least get the, the stuff that they made on the Disney Plus yeah. so that the people go. There's no reason for it to not be in Icelandic, uh, at the very least, subtitles. Yeah. Um, I, I get that it's a small country, very small population size, and my experience was the same as yours. Yeah. Uh, I went in in November. <clears throat> sorry, not last year, obviously, but uh, a few years back. Uh, and I had no trouble uh, talking uh, or finding my way around the country. Yeah. Most people spoke English. And if they didn't, they knew someone who did, who yeah. was very close by. Um, but that said, that is not their primary language. Icelandic mm-hmm. is their primary language. And they should be able to watch their content in it. If... if if this was a small studio we were talking about, you know, low budget, uh, independent group, I'd be like, okay, yeah, they don't have the resources to pick every single tiny language, especially one that's only in this one country. But this is Disney. They they, they have the resources. It's not even that they're there. They, you know, they've made them. Yeah. They've, they've paid people to do it already. It's, <laughs> it's just a little bit like, guys, come on. It's like, you know, and it's, it, sometimes you do kind of look at this stuff and go, if you're willing to take all their money, you should kind of provide it. Um, and that should be a basic, I mean, even if it was just half of it or just some of it, you know, just at least get anything that they've got in there should be available. And hopefully they will sort this out. Um, I, I say, so kudos to the um, education minister. And um, when I saw the story pop up on the feed, I was like, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, and this is, again, this is why 
the European Union and bring and sort of Europe the so I don't think it's even the European Union. It's some kind of European group of filmmakers and stuff. They've all come up with this thing of, you know, to help protect our industries. And it's happening again in Australia and Canada, where we don't want. This is what this is what the problem is of when you know you end up letting all the American companies coming in. They don't provide any content in our you know in our where we are. They don't provide the languages. They don't employ anybody. They just come in and just take over and that's what they're this is why this all being brought in and this is i think that's why star is a bit important to internationally was because of, of what this brings in and hopefully you know they've signed all these people in place to get local content made but we've not really seen any of it yet um but it, this is all very important and it's you know it's important that we get access to things like one division stuff but also you know it you know it needs to be available for everyone to be able to watch it and if they've made the subtitles and they've done the dubbing, they should be there. You know, where, you know, if they have to, I can see, you know, this is why, you know, when someone says, well, why has this movie been delayed? You know, why is it not available in France, but it is available in English? Well, if they're sorting out the French, because it happens a lot with the Netherlands, I think the Muppets was delayed, Muppets now, because they didn't have the dubbing. But okay, fine. You know, be, you know, be, and just say, and they were very open and said, we've not got that sort that makes sense you know if you're holding it back to don't just put everything out there and go well we'll add it eventually that's not does you know i think there's that line uh, that they've got to put, out, put in well i think transparency is always a good thing on these things and it and that's might not be the answer you always want to hear we we don't have it ready for the netherlands because we don't have the dutch dub mm. ready yeah obviously if you're from the netherlands you don't want to hear that because you want mm. you want to see the muppets but I would rather hear that than, um, sorry, Netherlands, we'll get it to you when we get it to you. Because then you're like, why are we being singled out for this? Why, why yeah. can't we get it? Yeah, I mean, it's, and I mean especially now, it's every, you know, everything being global release, um, it just, it's, I think at least with subtitles and stuff. But again, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, just, uh, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. I mean, it's like now, I mean, we're watching on Netflix um, Money Heist, which is a Spanish show, you know, with dubbing. We're also watching Lupin, which is a French show. We've got to that point where <laughs> there's a bit like, there's nothing left to watch. So we're going to start going. Into, and so there's some really great shows. You just yep. have to get past, past the lips. <laughs> and I, well, I just watched um, Kingdom on Netflix, which is a Korean show. Yeah. Uh, I watched it subtitled. So I'm, I, I'm just used to subtitles. I almost never watch dubs uh, unless I'm not going to pay direct attention to it. It's actually kind of one of those things of the, so I do kind of watch it with my phone in my hand because it's a little bit on the lines of you can listen to it a lot easier. And you don't have that, that, that's and what I, I mean. Because I remember when I used to go watch um, like all the big martial art movies at the cinema at my local like picture house. You know, and it's like I was like I like the stubbling so I can watch the action because if I'm watching the subtitles, I don't know. <laughs> subtitles is definitely an acquired skill. You know, the first I don't know dozen movies you watch, you're definitely like I'm watching the bottom th third of the screen so mm. I can read what's going on. Eventually, it just becomes second nature, and you're mm. you're fully aware of it. But it, I I totally get why a lot of people are like no, just just dub it. I will deal with the fact that it looks ridiculous and the 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 sound maybe isn't right or the acting isn't quite right because it doesn't match but uh yeah it, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of fun so moving on from there there was a big announcement at the beginning of the week um we're gonna be getting a wakanda series for disney plus um which was big news um this one really did kind of grab a lot of attention 
So um, the director of Black Panther, uh, Ryan uh, Coogler, has signed a new five-year contract television deal with Disney and with a number of other people involved. And they're going to be working on Kingdom of Wakanda. They're also working on, it sounds a little bit by the press release, that they're working on some other projects. But I heard this and it was along the lines of, this is, I actually would prefer them to do this than Black Panther 2. Um, This would really allow them to step away from Black Panther and give everyone, I think, a little bit longer. Because ultimately, at some point, they're going to have to recast um, Chadwick, which makes sense, but it's too early. It's just too early to do it. They need need some time off in between. Uh, I I don't think they will, to be honest, because there already is a precedent in the comics to have Shuri take over as the Black Panther. And there's nothing that says they can't, uh, that T'Challa doesn't have a kid somewhere who could take over or... Or whatever. There are plenty of avenues that don't involve them uh, recasting the character. But either way, I do agree with you uh, on the other point, which is I'd kind of prefer this television show over them moving forward with Black Panther two at all at this point. It just it I, it does just feel like um, the, I mean at least they did set it up in in the first movie essentially that like you can pass the torch on. So that's how, you know, if you take the flower and they, you know, whoever takes control and stuff does it. So they've got that way. But I'm really just excited about the idea of them doing, just exploring the world. Because, I mean, it's such a, a vibrant, beautiful, you know, when they show it on in the movie. And I, I, this week I've just had, I was listening to the Black Panther soundtrack again, you know, the, the drums and everything. And just while I was working on some articles and stuff the other day, I was just like, this is such a, an amazing experience that was unlike any you know we don't get that very often but this one really managed to capture something it did and i also wanted to point out um that this is a live action show that they're, yeah. they're talking about because when i first saw the headline I was like oh it's going to be a, an animated series kind of fill in the gaps you know maybe with a, a stylized art form like the original clone yeah. wars animated. and then i read the articles like oh this is live action all right mm-hmm. and i was already interested yeah. but now i'm like yeah i want to see where you're going with this yeah, and you know you've got all the different tribes and stuff, um, and yeah, they got. I think this one's going to be good. I mean, it's again a few years away, but I mean, it is feeling that, especially with one division at the minute, we're kind of a bit like, mm, we're all getting really. This is this is going to be a good. You know, we're all going to be treated very nicely with the amount of Marvel content arriving, um, and the quality. You know, they can keep this quality up. And again, if they keep bringing different people in, and different people making it, they're all got the buzz to keep that momentum going. You know, and you know, I'd much rather you know have three, four episodes, have six episodes, do whatever they need to. Do, small, you don't need to have a twenty-two episode season. It it can small smaller chunks are better. But Black Panther series, or not even Black Panther, just a Wakanda series. Um, it'd be just nice to explore that because it's so. It's the one really one of the few places in in like the Marvel world that's not like here. You know, they yeah. can't do it for New York. <laughs> no. and you get so many little hints of the world of Wakanda in the Black Panther and, and a little bit in the Avengers, but there's such a rich history of it within the comics, uh, especially since the late nineties during Christopher Priest's run on the book, you know, they really fleshed out what Wakanda was. Originally it was just generic African country. That's not generic African because it's got the, you know, the vibranium and it's super technologically advanced, but there really wasn't, that much put into it and now you know they've developed the culture they've developed you know 
their their tribal feelings versus mm. the technology feelings and they, there's so many stories they can tell with this mm. yeah no I'm, I'm really looking forward to that series um so yeah so that that's pretty much is all of the news for this week there's a few other bits and pieces but before we go any further just want to do a huge shout out to all of our patrons and youtube channel members for all of their support you can become a member from as little as two dollars a month you get um access to early reviews there's a few that's gone up recently that will be coming throughout february so the, at the minute um, we've got a treasure planet uh episode dropping tomorrow that me and james did um so you get also get to ask questions in the weekly q a video you also get your name at the end if you're in the gold or diamond brackets so just a big thank you to sarah for uh, the executive producer level huge thanks for the support and hello to um uh, chelsea tom red raven amit drew uh, dawn Bad Dog Gamer, Martin, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua on YouTube for being some members. Also, thank you very much to Andrew, Jacob, Andrew, Chris, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and what's on Netflix for your support on Patreon. Massive difference makes you know, being able to continue making this stuff and continue just making more content. And, you know, that's all part of it and just makes a massive difference. So let's jump into it. Let's talk now about Division, the fifth episode. Uh, full breakdown. We are going to go into spoilers at some point during this review. Yeah, cause, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just can't. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, um, come back after you've watched it. So that was your um, warning. So Division episode five, what did you think? Let me preface a little bit. Uh, so last week, I don't remember exactly what I said, but last week, um, I enjoyed the break from the sitcom, uh, episodes to have the behind the curtain stuff. And we, you know, had Darcy and Jimmy and Monica. And when I was sitting down to watch this episode, I realized, no, I needed more than a break from the sitcoms. Cause I was actually like, I'm not sure I want to go back to the sitcoms. Um, so you wanted, some, you wanted some traditional Marvel show. That's what you want. Yeah. With the weirdness though. I, I, know, I don't know how you get the weirdness without the sitcom yeah. part, but I wanted the weirdness as well. Uh, so this is actually the first um, Marvel or Star Wars show that I watched as a second screen rather than uh, sitting down on my couch and watching. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did it while I was working. So as it turned out, uh, it, there isn't too much just sitcom part of it they, they cut back to the real world and, and so forth but when it was sitcom well, pure sitcom you know right at the beginning i was like i i don't care i'm tuned out i i'm i'm done with this storyline when it was sitcom plus weird stuff i was kind of half paying attention and then once it went to the real world i was fully paying attention and then the last what would you say like seven minutes when when vision confronts wanda yeah. finally from that point forward, i was like this i, I want to see this i yeah. want to see where you're going with this give me episode uh six right now uh yeah. so yeah i i really enjoyed the, i mean you know the whole opening sequence of the you know and the, the vision growing up and you're going well vision didn't wasn't a child <laughs> i know that was weird it's like <laughs> let's show pictures of vision as a kid i'm like what well, of course, it's that sort of like going back to like Growing Pains and oh, Fuller House yeah. and all the and all the kind of the those classic shows and stuff, which obviously got a tie-in with which one was her what one was her sister in Fuller House, wasn't it? Uh, House. Yeah, her twin sisters were in Fuller House. Yeah. So they were kind of like playing on that and stuff, and I'm like, okay, we're back in the we're back in the 
eighties and the sick. And then once the credits or the intro road, then we went back into the real world and that was like, ah, and I was really loving, we were jumping. I, it makes sense now. They, I don't think they can just leave us in the sitcom zone because it didn't, we kind of, I'm really glad where we are now. It, this was a perfect way of jumping between it. You know, we had the sit, but even the sit, the, that whole thing is falling to pieces. It's not working the same way as it was before. Um, you know, vision, vision coming to, coming to the idea that something's wrong and he doesn't remember what's happened and he doesn't. And I'm, that was, you know, the fact of him like getting an email and then, like breaking what's going on and you know him confronting wonder you know it was all building towards this you know and and obviously the kids growing up like instantly you know and like not even hiding it anymore and it was like you could you could see the wheels are coming off and and not even needing to hide it either because their neighbor was just like yeah all right they're 10 now yeah sure they grow up so quick they grow up so quick um which which i actually enjoyed her input to where because she she was the perfect like yeah wanda the your your stuff's falling apart right now yeah i mean it was the whole thing of her when she just like stopped and went just should we go again and like vision's like what what and you know and they didn't she didn't reverse it she didn't reverse time and it was, I mean, we've seen it in previous episodes, but it was very much like, oh, she's fluffed her lines or, you know, so that was, that was interesting. And then the fact that like Wanda leaving the, leaving the dome, then going straight into like villain, because um, we haven't really seen her like that since Age of Ultron. And then the, the, I love the fact that they're just showing her breaking in to the sword thing. And then really, really weird seeing Vision like in bits and like, oh, that's pretty dark. But I like the fact that they kept it on the on the security camera because it intrigued. They didn't show it a lot. You couldn't, you know, you had to be watching it. But they, and I thought like, that's such a cool way of doing it because it makes it look so much more sinister when, like, you know, Monica's finding out what's happened because it looks so much more sinister the way they did it. Yeah, she just broke in and did it. Well, it, it worked in the same way that Luke showing up at the man, yeah. at the end of the Mandalorian worked. You you know what's going on. You understand that it, yeah. it's that cool things are happening, but you just get the, the bits and pieces of it. And it was a nice throwback to the comics, actually, because there this is a it, it happened differently in the comics because it happened in like the seventies. But the, the the sequence is from that. I liked. It. I mean, the thing is as well because because Wanda Wanda got blip, didn't she? I uh, yes, she did. Yeah, so yeah, I think we, we talked about it last week briefly. Uh, you know, she went from uh, watching Vision die or killing Vision, yeah. watching Vision come back to life because Thanos used the Time Stone. Yeah, him killing Vision, and then from her perspective, she's immediately thrown into the world-ending fight with Thanos at the end of Endgame. Yeah, and then literally, then so by the time we're up to now, it's only been three weeks. You know, that's what, you know maybe three four weeks since. I don't think because that with the blip just happening, what we saw it and it'll be in set three weeks later. You know, they've set the timeline for her. She's literally, she's only just lost him. And then of course she finds out that he's being stored and being tested on and they're trying to make weapons out of him and all the rest of it. You know, she just went bonkers. And you know, this whole and the whole thing of like not being able to bring people back from the dead, or not and not being able to bring back Sparky, you know, because I did even do a quick it's like Sparky, I'm sure I've no. read him. It's like, you know, that was a character that they had. I mean, they looks like they've definitely got rid of Sparky. I mean, I, 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 I think, think coming back. <laughs> I think, yeah, he he's 
he's poor pooch. Um, I will say the Sparky comes from the Tom King run of vision from a couple of years ago. Um, and if you like the tone of this show, you absolutely need to go and read the Tom King vision run. It's 12 issues and it is a trip. It, it is a mind bender in a it's good quite, way. It's quite funny as well because there's like footage flowing around now of um, Elizabeth Olsen from the Age of Ultron press junkets. And then, you know, she's been talking about, oh, I'd love to do House of M, but Disney would never do it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and now, like they now, now they do, you know, because they've gone past, I think that's the thing, we've gone past origin stories. We don't have to keep doing, you know, Superman leaves Krypton, <laughs> you know, or Spider-Man gets bit by Spider. You know, we've kind of moved on from that. Um, yeah, Spider-Man handled it really well. It's just like, yeah, it's Parker, Uncle's gone. Uh, yeah. Here's Aunt May. You know the story. Yeah, let's 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 keep going. Yeah, Batman lost his parents. You know that kind of thing of like we can move on from that. I mean, they did do a little bit of origin with Monica. You know, because they did yes. an X-ray. Um, which showed something that was wrong and some tests were coming back wrong, which um, it was very vaguely gone over because I picked up on it when I was watching it going, because mm. I knew she'd got some powers in the comic book and then yes. like reading some of the um, spoiler because it's that kind of thing. Once you've seen it, then you can go look for it. <laughs> it's right. Like, yeah. And then it's yes. like, okay, because I don't really, I didn't, I've never really, I never heard of Monica really until this, this season. Right. Uh, she, she was, a she was big in the Avengers in the seventies and eighties and then kind of fell off the map. She even wore the Captain Marvel title for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then she fell off the map and then she was brought back um, early two thousands. Uh, she made a couple brief appearances yeah. here and there, but no, she's back in the comics now um, and a regular guest on Captain Marvel. Uh, so I, 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 for people who don't who don't want to go look that up, I'm not going to spoil her eventual story here. But I am curious how much of her story is going to be in this, and how much are they saving for Captain Marvel two? Because we know she's going to be in that. Yeah, because um, that's kind of because there was definitely some tension when when Jimmy brought up Captain Marvel. She she looked at her funny, looked at him funny. Whether or not that was, we don't know what that was about. So that was it's it's actually entirely possible that Jimmy does not know. That uh, that Monica knew. No, uh, she wouldn't, would she? Probably. But I, I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the free. And I mean, it's like everyone's. I'm going. We need a sword series with these three, because you know, I think everyone's like, you know, they are, they are in that zone as us. That's you know, they're the everything's been explained through the through to them from us. They're finding out for us, and I think that's what's working so well. And they they're nice characters. I think that's. The, Jimmy and Darcy and stuff, they're all nice, you know, they're not, you know, you can empathize with them because they're being nice, you know, they, they, and I think that's the difference. And I think that's why they, they're going to be, because Jimmy really seems to have pulled out. Cause I mean, he was, I mean, I remember him from the Ant-Man movies, but this last couple episodes is like, he's really had chance to shine. He really has. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that he's had that chance. I also wanted to mention this last week, actually. I'm really glad that they showed Darcy as competent because, yeah. you know, when, when, she's in the first two Thor movies. She's really played as the comic relief. Yeah. Um, is she even a scientist? Is she going to get her PhD? Cause you, you never see her do science things. She's always just, you know, holding yeah. Natalie Portman's uh, science yeah. things, but here like, Oh no, she, she actually knows her stuff. She is a legitimate scientist who they called upon to look into this weird anomaly and she's holding her own. Yeah. Now I'm re really enjoying that whole aspect to it. Um, you know, and I think as well, like the whole thing of like, there's something going on, teasing the idea that someone's maybe controlling what's going on because one is not 
this thing's happening, for example, the doorbell goes and she can and Ron's like, well, that wasn't me. And then we had the big reveal. Um, right. Now we kind of had known for a while that Evan Peters w- was going to appear in the series. We didn't know what, I mean, I was like, are they going to bring back Quicksilver? Are they going to bring him in from another universe? Or is he literally going to be playing, the, you know, because he could have been playing a villain. He could have been playing another character. But no, they went straight in and popped him in in Quicksilver. And Darcy just saying, they've recast him. I, I, I liked so weird. I really appreciated Darcy with the, the recasting line because she was, she was speaking for us in that moment. Yeah. Um, and I know that's kind of a Marvel tradition at this point. Yeah. You know, you had Don Cheadle popping in at the beginning of Iron Man 2 and just being like, hey, Tony, it's me. I'm, I'm Rhodey. Let, yeah. Let's move on. So that kind of the wink and the nod yeah. to, the, to, this, um, to the viewers, to us. Uh, we'll have to get the full story. Well, we'll have to get, you know, information next week about what's going on there but i did appreciate it the one question i had um going into it i kind of assumed he was going to be quicksilver mm-hmm. it was like is he going to have the accent or is he going to be x-men quicksilver because yeah. that you know because that's who he played over there and he has the accent so was like all right they're, they're kind of doing some sort of mix and match kind of thing going on here well the thing is with this we're in a like weird zone we don't know how this is all working i mean we had j joma jameson in spider-man you know, he's, he was in there and he's playing the same character, but he's playing it from a, essentially he is the same person, but it's from a different universe. So therefore he's slightly different. Um, and then we're going to have all these Spider-Men coming into it. And, you know, we're going to be seeing, you know, uh, William Defoe is on the set. You know, we know Dr. Octopus, all these villains from the Sony movies are going to be in there, but we don't know how it's, and we know Electro's coming back, but he's not playing the same character. They're doing it differently. And, um, this might help set all that up of, you know, have they been just pulled in or are they, we don't know. Um, and also the same thing as well as like, a, as I'm thinking, well, we really need him to be able to continue after the series. I want him, we, you know, we all want Quicksilver back. You know, he was one of the best things out of those X-Men movies. He was, his scenes were stole the show. You know, he was the, one of the best things. And obviously he was set in the eighties and they didn't really set up that he had a sister and, you know, the, mut- they, the mutants and stuff like that. And, they, they, I think they threw it away as a, a one-off line from his, his mom yeah. or something like that. And, but yeah, it, I mean, and it was all mixed up because the Fox deal and X-Men, this, that was from the era of like the X-Men will never be in the MCU because Fox will never allow it. And so we had, and the rights for Quicksilver were weird because Fox mm-hmm. had it, but Marvel also had, and that's why we got him at both movies and blah, blah, blah. Um, so now they're kind of fixing something that they came about because they, they really had no choice before. Um, well, then, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, because it's going to be like, how are they going to do the mutants? How are they going to do all this stuff? You know, we know Ryan Reynolds is going to be in the MCU, so they, they are doing something. Um, I, yeah. I know a lot of people have talked about the Spider-Man movie, obviously, because yeah. that one is much closer. And um, obviously, we're getting the, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all this stuff. Uh, but we ha- we were told from the beginning that this this series would tie in with Doctor Strange. Uh, leads into yeah, right. And Part this will be, and this will be, an, it'll be interesting to see how those link up and what kind of cameos we get in in that. I actually expect that Doctor Strange will be more of the. This is how it works. This is how it's going to be going forward. This is how we're going to explain these anomalies. Yeah. And then Spider Man will will take what we learn from that and just have yeah. fun with it. Yeah, because, I mean, there's been, you know, there's um, Doctor Strange 
is going to be in one division at some point we know uh war machine is now going to be in in there as well you know this is going to be a heavy you know we're really starting to see some and i think what a lot of people are um loving about this is we're seeing stuff happening in this series that you would have seen you never would have seen in the, the old era of marvel television you know we're kicking off you know this is all interconnected you know we are really getting into the weeds of this is a this is a movie you know, we're in that. You know, whereas anything that happened in Daredevil had no bearing on what happened in Avengers. This doesn't feel like that. This doesn't feel like that in the slightest. This is setting stuff up permanently. And and even in Agents of Shield, uh, you know, we you'd get the occasional cameo. Obviously, they ended the first season with Sam Jackson showing up. Uh, Jamie Alexander was in there as Sif a couple of times. They they had these few winks and nods to the MCU, but it always felt like. Um, kind of that situation where in like early Star Trek shows, they would kill off the red shirt. Uh, you know, look, it really is a serious situation. Look, Sam Jackson's here. We're really connected. Uh, but then you knew nothing else was going to connect because they'd already done it with that one. So everyone was safe now that the red shirt's dead. The, the thing is, I mean, I remember with, I mean, just, I mean, I've just finished off the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I've watched all seven seasons. So I, I know it. And it fell off in the middle because after they did the whole Hydra thing with after Winter Soldier, which was great because that tied in with that perfectly. And then we went off on the whole Hydra thing. But then once they kind of went off to space and different, you know, the, the whole show just got lost at that point in its own timelines and stuff. And then even basically the last season was about going, yeah, we're in a different timeline and now we want to go back to a different time. You know, they've already done you know, the quantum realm jumping between universes. They, so it's, it is part of the, you know, they mentioned Thanos. You know, it is part of the MCU, but they were very much like, they didn't have full control. And WandaVision just feels on a whole different level. Yeah, no, it, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were stuck in that, um, we, we need to tell our own stories and we can't link into the movies because the movies don't want to play with us mm-hmm. anymore. So now we're going off to space and we're going to the future and we're going to the past and, mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, the last thing I'll say on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is I do hope that that at some point we get to see Mac as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. in one of the movies, even if it's just a throwaway. That'd, yeah. It would be great. And, I mean, I I mean, I really want to see, I would love to see um, Quake join in and join and bring they, that in. They were pushing Quake hard in the comics for a long time yeah. uh, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out and she became an eternal, uh, sorry, um, inhuman. Sorry, that was mm. the one I was looking for. Uh, they, and she's still, I think, playing a major role. So it's it's conceivable she could make the jump to the movies, but I'm not mm. holding my breath for it at this point. I mean, definitely just at least, in, you know, in an Agents of Sword, sword, yeah, sword series, you know, and just yeah, kind she of... Yeah, she could be the liaison. Yeah, just kind of, I think we could see a bit more of that. Um, it depends how Miss Marvel works with the Inhumans. That could be a... But, but going back to your original point, yeah. WandaVision is so completely interlinked with the movies. Yeah. Um, the... Not to the point where you're going to be sitting there going, what's going on? I don't understand this plot point because, you know, it came from Age of Ultron or, or something like that. But to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this story element and I understand why she's reacting this way. Or it's fun to see Darcy doing this. Or it's fun to see um, Agent Wu Jimmy doing a magic trick when he introduces himself to Monica because that's a throwback to, to Ant-Man. I think it's like even just seeing Wanda and Vision squaring up. You know, oh, that was that great, was, yeah. you know, and then, you know, in the air and doing all the magic. And there's that kind of thing. And then obviously bringing in Quicksilver, like, these are big things. You know, the first X-Men crossover was in this. You know, that wasn't small. That's not a small little thing. I mean, that would have been, that would have been a breakout moment if that was in Black Black Widow. 
you know you know that would have been any in any movie that would have been a massive deal let alone in an end of an episode i mean twitter literally was like boom straight after it. <laughs> i'm it was... so glad that i was not on social media for this because if that had, if they had spoiled it for me i would have been mad there's there's, there's a lot of discussion right now of like obviously americans being a little bit like especially on the east coast like upset of the time and don't get why the time is and why they can't have it and I think, and I think the east, the west coast isn't quite so bad because it's at midnight, so there's not, it's not as nasty. But this whole thing is like the time zone that it drops, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's for Americans, and Americans make it. It's like, well, Vision's English, so therefore we can claim half the show. One division, hey, Vision's at least and, half the show is good well, for us. <laughs> and and if, I mean, if you want to follow that, then Wanda's uh, Sokovian. She, yeah. That's that's so Eastern Europe. Yeah, so it's just so the actual main characters are Europeans. So be yeah, um, but there is a lot of talk of that, and I think you know the thing is with one of the reasons it goes up, I think, in the middle of the night is to reduce the strain on the servers. I think that's, and I don't think it's anything more than that. I think it's about stretching out that server load so that they can um, kind of get. Because if they went up at like say six o'clock in the evening, I mean, there's the trouble is with a global. This is a global release. No time is good. No one time anywhere in the world somebody is getting the short end of the stick. You know, we got you know between you know like Hawaii and New Zealand. There's a 24 hour runaround. You know, for the same day. So they when they release it at one time, nobody is good. Um, the time they release it, um, for us, I mean, luckily for over here, we get it at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, so that's it's but it's, I mean it's not a great time for us I mean you could say the same thing of where you could release at eight o'clock in the morning um, New York time and then we would get it in the afternoon so we, it, at that it could work but they don't want that load because um, apparently there was um, listen to someone and they're talking about you know even in on the west coast it can be a little bit tricky trying to get in at midnight to watch it on their servers I mean we saw it recently and I think that's that's one of the big issues of why they are spreading it out. But also, you know, they are all on different servers around the world. But you've got to, you know, India, Europe, Asia, they're all big markets with millions, millions of subscribers. You know, that 87 million subscribers of Disney Plus, they're not all American. You know, and then they said like HBO drops stuff. HBO Max is only in the US. So it makes sense. Globally, there is a big problem. You know, there is, you know, and there, there's no one good time for this. You know, yes, you've got a, you have the problem. I mean, I have been dealing with um, the problem that the Americans have got now with WWE since I was ever a kid, and especially with the internet. You know, every morning, the you know, I can't go on social media on after a pay per view because I know I'm going to get it ruined. I've got to sit there and watch the Royal Rumble like I did this past Monday, and try not go on and look at anything until I've watched the show. And I have to do, and I've had to deal with that for decades. So it's a little bit like, well, yeah, it's kind of somebody has this problem. And it is a real trick of if they go later, they're not, you know, wherever they put it up, someone's going to wake up in the morning when it comes up. And if they put it on a good time for, um, you know, if they put it on in the evening in New York, then it's the middle of the afternoon for LA. And then they, it, no, there is no good time for it. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a problem yeah. that will never properly be solved. There is yeah. no way to solve it. You can't say, all right, it'll be released at 8 a.m. local time, whatever your local time is. Yeah. Um, and we will magically block your social media so you don't get <laughs> any spoilers 
um, until 10 a.m. You can't do it. it. It's not possible. You can, as an individual, you can install certain blockers and say, I don't want any, I don't want to see any tweets that have WandaVision in, in the name. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of people installed these around the time the Star Wars movies were coming out. I'm like, I don't want any spoilers. I've got Luke Skywalker and Leia and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm not going to see any of it. But practically, you can't also, do it. And also, this, I mean, we have, we have, you know, we have, we follow a system of generally of on, the, on our group. Of, we follow on the, on the, we follow what Disney does. So on the Monday, we go into the spoilers to all our posts um, because it's a TV show and you've got time. And it's like thing of, it's a real thing with the spoilers of a, it's, tre- you know, I mean, X-Men and Pedro were all, and Quixote were all trending on Facebook, on Twitter and stuff. And it's that thing of like, it's, Ultimately, it comes down to, it's to your responsibility of what you want to do. It's not the rest of the world isn't going to bend for you. And I think this is where people are maybe that whole thing right now of everyone's realizing, like, yeah, the world doesn't revolve around you. It's it, every, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't jump onto social media with pictures of Quicksilver yesterday. Didn't do it. Didn't, it's like the bath me putting my own control in place of, I didn't wouldn't wouldn't do that because i you know someone would watch it you know i did put up a tweet after i watched it of like wow you know and a picture of wonder because it was like nothing you wouldn't know what it was but that's on me i'm being responsible of what of what you're doing i did a review and i'm in the review i put spoilers so if you went on any further that's on you to watch and i think that's this kind of whole thing with tv and it was the same thing with wonder vision and we're going to have it with every single series of movie you know when Star Wars comes out of the cinema, I would be there at the eight, nine o'clock showing on day one. I would make sure that I knew that I, I didn't want to get it spoiled. So it was on me to get to the cinema to watch it. Now people go, well, I've got family and I've got work and all that. It's not possible. But it's like, but that's a, <laughs> I remember one of my staff said to this was, that's a you problem, not a my, but not a me problem. <laughs> you know, and it's like, um, and it's that kind of situation of, the, we're in a situation of social media has speeded us all up. We never had to worry about this. I mean, I just think back to the episode of The Simpsons when, you know, Homer comes out of Empire Strikes Back and sort of walking down the queue going, hey, see you know that you saw it? <laughs> and, you know, ruined it for everybody. And, you know, that there was, you know, thing, and I, I've had people say, well, we should have a two-week rule. Why? Why? Because you, so you, you can't see it. Like, it doesn't work like that. And it's such a weird thing of like everyone, and every, if you asked everyone, everyone's got a different time. You know, I oh, two days, three days, a week, two weeks, a month. Yeah, I mean, we had one on some people going, well, we shouldn't talk about a movie till it arrives on Disney Plus, what, nine months later? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, if you say two weeks, uh, we can't talk spoilers for two weeks, then we will get complaints from people like, I want, I want to talk spoilers. I want, I want to talk with people about the things that are in that, uh, that yeah. are spoilers. And if, if you say, and then you'll also have say people going, oh, two weeks is way too fast. I, I want yeah. I want a month. The, there is no spot that works for yeah. everybody. So we, we picked our spot. It's Monday. Yeah. Um, and that's because I'm following what Disney does. Because that's right. When, I on, think mon- three- on, on Mondays, he basically is everyone on the weekend. Because on Mondays, what happens then is Disney put up all the posters and all the, uh, the info. So if, what we do in our group is we have just, ha- if you go in our like uh, post approval list at the minute, I mean, we've got like a hundred WandaVision posts at least ready to go for Monday. And I'll just start going through and get rid of a lot of duplicates. But, and then for Monday, you know, we'll have a blast. But it's that thing of, 
it's a real tricky situation. I think, you know, and everyone's, you know, you've got to take responsibility for yourself and not ruin it for other people. But everyone doesn't think like that. You know, they I, watch I, it and they, yeah. I think responsibility goes on both sides of that. Um, you know, you have to be responsible and go, I really don't want to get spoiled. That means I need to avoid social media and I probably need to avoid clickbait sites that are yeah. going to try and spoil it for me. Um, things like Reddit or whatever. Uh, but also after you see it, being conscientious of the fact that there are people who have not yet had a chance to see it and they don't want you spoiling it for them. And and that's why we have the agreed upon. That, that way, mm-hmm. if you go to the Facebook group or whatever, mm-hmm. you know the rule. It's three days. So if you have not seen it on Monday or by Monday, you probably want to avoid the Facebook group until you've seen it. And, and that's... yeah. We're taking the responsibility of not spoiling things on Friday at 8 a.m. So you wake right up and go, hey, Pietro's in there. Oh, oh man. Um, well, I'll, I'll be honest. The, 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 we've kind of got, even even us as mods, because like, I've literally said, I have, you know, I'm literally watching it at five past eight because it's like, I know that I've got to, and I might know if, it, if, if I had to wake up in the morning, I literally, like, I'm not, I'm not checking it. I'm not checking that queue till I've seen it. And it is, it is a pain. It is a bugger. But, how do you deal with this globally? It's this is something that you can't fix because you, everyone's going to have this problem, um, no matter. And everyone has this problem to deal with. And it's, but it's this is kind of the buzz of what they're doing with the week to week. Could you imagine they dropped the whole season on that first day? You know, we don't wouldn't get I, this. Isn't it? We wouldn't get this stuff. No, this, this is exactly why I don't like the full drop. And I, I know that there are people who do. I've got a coworker who's who's complaining that the expanse took what nine or ten weeks for it to yeah. the current season, and it's like I want the whole season now. I'm like, enjoy the enjoy the suspense of it. I, I but, did I did put up a tweet of like you know the, the grumpy uh, Muppets, you know Walter and Slater and kind of ah uh, yes yes, and because there's so many kind of people like why can't we have it now? Why can't we have all, you know, like, and then they're expecting two episodes to drop because there was a leak or, well, why can't they do two episodes a week? And why can't we have more? I just want more. And it's, and he, and he's, and as an old man now, just sitting there going, why are you whining about? This has been how television's been for the last four, at least my entire life for 40 years. It's been like it for <clears throat> decades. It works. There's a reason they do it. Uh, you know, there's a reason that this system works and it's a, there's a reason what you know it's not just about keeping subscribers and all the rest of it and keeping engagement and keeping the concept of just dropping the whole seasons at once that was something netflix did because they were competing against television and primarily it was because they were dropping old seasons of old tv shows that everyone had already seen so they built this whole thing and it's like it's not healthy it's not healthy to drop whole seasons at once let everyone just rampant on spoilers and stuff and it's like oh yeah so you get through the host it's like i'm like halfway through cobra kai at the minute but it's all available i could have binged a whole lot in one day but who's talking about cobra kai now that's you know and what you know and i, I have a friend who is absolutely obsessed with that show so so they do yeah but. no but i mean that kind of thing of like you know you don't get that buzz but also this like weekly drop you know that's just how television has been and like oh it's old-fashioned it's like it's old-fashioned but it works it works it shows it works i think anytime i see somebody going what why can't we get the episode now get get us the i i just imagine you know the you know the mr moneybags monopoly guy just like cackling in the corner like i've got you because that's exactly (laughs) what they want you know that is what that is what disney wants and and 
and all the all the companies want that because it it generates buzz it generates recognition it keeps the the title in circulation and it also tells them that they have you hooked yeah you, you are enjoying what you're watching it is actually a very effective way to gauge interest if people are going when do i get the next episode when do i get the next episode you know people are interested in the show you know you have a popular uh, yeah, I mean, here. I just I just think back to you know all those big you know shows like Friends and Frasier and Simon. You know, we had them all week by week. That was just how you know nobody would have dropped. Occasionally, you might have got a special like double drop or something, and that's just how it was. You know, it's, uh, and it, uh, it yeah, it's, I don't I, I, in some ways it's like, it's like it's I feel like it's impatience that kind of feeling of going like well it yeah that that is what the internet has given us the instant gratification, but it yeah. it's also worth remembering you know in the 90s it wasn't just you had to wait a week for the seinfeld episode or the friends episode uh if you for whatever reason were not available at the time it aired you were out of luck you could catch it on the rerun if it was popular enough it might get a rerun like three hours later on the weekend but more often than not you're like you missed the episode uh all right catch the next one and i hope you can figure out what's going on i mean Obviously, they were sitcoms. They were designed to to not change week to week, so you could jump in any time. Yeah. But yeah. that was it. There, you, there you were was done. that thing, thing of you know, and when they talk about talk about like, I love it when they, they were going to be like, this show was watched by thirty million people for the finale of Only Fools and Horses, and they're going, well, there's only three, four channels, and there was no on demand, there was no video, there was you know, it was destination television where everyone stopped to go watch it because there was no, you know, you could set your VCR to, you know, you had to go through and either find the the code. To, to cheat it in or put the timing in and then if they change the time you had to kind of go a little bit over just in case <laughs> and you know it was it you know it was such a different time but obviously we grew up on that so like we maybe look at like the weekly drop and go this is so convenient you know this is yeah. this is just a cool way you know episodes drop on a friday there there is a certain amount of nostalgia in that um you know the show that you watched with your family everyone either endured the show because they were, you know, wanted to be with the family or it, it was the, the family show that people just love to watch. And just having that, it's going to be on at eight o'clock on Saturday uh, and we're going to watch it as a family and everyone's just yeah. around the TV. You don't have that now because uh, well, you, you can, if you're not there when WandaVision drops, well, whatever, it's still waiting for you an hour later. And okay. The, there's you, definitely you, nostalgic algos going on yeah. there, but. And if, and if it's 10 minutes late, you just press start and you can start whenever you want. And it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. But there is, I just, you know, this kind of constant, like, you know, I mean, we saw it right through, like, with, well, just give us the whole of Wonder, you know, give us the whole of Falcon now. Everything, you know, well, they're not finished making it. You know, I want the whole of Wonder. It's like, you know, <laughs> I always love that one. Well, they've just finished filming, one, you know, Mandalorian season two. Well, I want it now. Yeah, but they've not, you know, if they give it to you now, there won't be any special effects. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you like green screens because you're going to get a lot of green screens. I know they used the uh, the yeah. volume for a lot of it, but still. Um, the, the, one, the one exception I will say to this and the one that we've, we've talked about plenty is when they dropped The Mandalorian uh, season one and it was week to week here in the States. And like, okay, that's fine. But then when they released it over with you guys or in the, the European launch, it's like, just give them the whole series. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was it. Was a bit along the lines of that was always a bit silly because you're like, um, I hate to break it to you, but most of them have already watched it. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, they've they've seen Captain Jack Sparrow and they've kind of got around it. Um, and or not even got got around it. I mean, you, there was legal ways you could get around, it. and it was just like 
yeah that makes no sense i mean i know like in latin america you know when they launch, launch just put it out there if it's already been released at least keep them up to the same space you know it's like now if they were the, you know if they're launching in singapore in a couple of weeks time give them every episode of one division up to the same episode we're up to just let them catch up yeah but absolutely. there's no reason not to but one division was fantastic no i mean it, it was it just keeps getting better it's it's but if it, it's, I still can't believe we get this every week. It's still, and then we've got so many more shows to come this year. I, I think the the this particular episode, I was worried about the return of the sitcom form formula. Uh, they they nicely evaded it, uh, so a lot of my worries were unfounded. Although I will admit, the first ten minutes, I was definitely just kind of. Do you know there was a quarter watching I just, it? I just remembered really was the bit when they were fighting with the credits rolling because like Wonder wants to wrap it up. And I, like, I enjoyed that one actually because then they going and it was like so it was so distracting because obviously it, the action's going on and they got these thing credits rolling. Of course, it made so much sense because she's trying to end it. She wants well, to, you know, she's not only to, did, yeah. Well, a, a couple of thoughts on that. First, um, this was a forty-minute episode yeah. as opposed to the previous thirty-minute episodes, but the credits ran at thirty minutes, yeah, or. or very close enough. So you could feasibly go, oh, this is the end of the episode because this is the same length yeah. as the, the previous episodes. Yeah. And then it goes to a screeching halt. And they're like, no, we're going to have this fight right now. Um, two, also being that it is a traditional sitcom, uh, if Wanda was able to successfully get the credits to roll, everything would be reset for the next yeah. episode because you have no permanence in old school sitcoms. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost no, no permanence. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I really like that. And then it and then those last five or six minutes after the, the credit break were the best in the show so far. Uh, very, very just good. the showdown, the reveal, all of it. And I want episode six. The thing is, it is amazing that feeling of like, they've really grasped the concept of the cliffhanger, haven't they? They've really kind of, they know what they're doing. They're, they're playing it perfect. It's like, this is proper, proper old fashioned television control of keeping you hooked for the cliffhanger. You know, now when it's because sometimes you would only get this at a season end, you know, a, a, a season would it end, and then hopefully you just hope that the show wouldn't get cancelled. <laughs> but, but it was just like, you know, they they're cooking you that's, straight that's into the next. <laughs> yeah, but no. So nevertheless, let us know in the comments below what you thought of this week's One Division episode. Love to hear your thoughts. I'm going to go check us out over at What's On at DisneyPlus.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, etc. Feel free to join our Facebook group as well. We've got 160,000 members in there. And we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters.